she popped up at the General Hospital. Is it called General Hospital? It is called General Hospital. Welcome to another episode of Generally Not at a Hospital. This is the podcast where I don't know anything about soap operas, and I'm starting to learn how they work. Very slowly. Very, very slowly. Um, (laughs) This episode proved that, for sure. Um, So I'm Claire. This is my sister, Julia. And uh, we're going to sort of switch gears uh, or places with this episode, which is from... Monday, May 11th. It's, it's a very special episode of Generally Not at a Hospital. <laughs> so we thought that Claire was going to be able to watch the episode before it expired on Hulu. So I took the notes this time around in case she wasn't able to see it. Luckily, she got it in under the wire. And she did watch the episode, but rather than going through her notes, we're going to go through my notes. So I'm super excited to like have you lead the episode and like it'll be different it will <laughs> it's also it's also gonna be funny because I was taking the notes with having to like explain to you what happened in the episode in mind oh. not just reactions. like reactions so it might be a little different er even um so we'll just start so the there, there's only I think maybe three cold opens so we started with Brooklyn and Chase in the, like, interrogation room at the PCPD, and this was just, so I would, I would make a note of, like, either a particular line of, like, import, or just that I thought was funny, um, and so basically all that really happened in, in the intro was Chase, you know, she calls her father, who declines to come to her aid, because she started to make a habit out of getting locked up, and... Chase lets her make additional phone calls because he's curious who would possibly come help her if her father wouldn't, which was, like, a little mean, but kind of funny. Um, Nell comes to Charlie's pub to find Julian, which was weird, and Julian is not enthused uh, to see her there, tries to decline her service, and then she points out that they have something in common, which is that they both have tried to make fresh starts and put their, you know, bad guy pasts behind them, but the Corinthos family kind of won't let them. And then, because I know you like coffee references, I did make note, Julian pointed out that he doesn't even sell Corinthos coffee at his pub anymore. Which, I don't remember that being, like, a particular plot point, but I thought it was kind of hilarious. I would love a whole, like, coffee sourcing drama in the different, like, establishment and support Charles. I okay. think that would be funny. I don't know if you've seen... Have you seen Kelly's? The I don't, pub? I don't or know. not pub. It's like a diner? Is that Coffee where... Shop, is that where Robert and Mac were drinking? No, that was the floating rib. Oh, then no. I haven't seen any place called Kelly's. Ugh, rude. An institution of Port Charles. Anyway. Okay, so then we had Willow, Michael, and too briefly, Diane prepping for the trial. She basically was just reminding them not to let uh, Nell get to them. And she hilariously pointed out that Willow doesn't have a great track record of keeping it together in court, um, which you actually know because we saw it in a flashback, I think a couple weeks ago, 
Willow, like, screaming at Shiloh. Yes, that was a very good flashback. It was an excellent flashback. I wish we'd seen... I know it's not really relevant to what's going on right now, but it was such a good storyline. I wish we'd seen more flashbacks to just all the Shiloh stuff. I wish you'd been around for for that whole storyline, because it was awesome. Okay, so then Nell and Julian get a couple digs in at each other. Um, Nell asks Julian if any of his family members are even speaking to him right now. And then she says something about, like, speaking of babies, and he goes, abandon any lately to get revenge on your ex? They're very good at the back and forth of insults. They're, yes. they're, they're well suited. Um, back to Brooklyn and Chase really briefly. I think it's just him leaving her. Um, he says something about her. she's right that what she was saying about him, but she still broke the law, so he just, like, leaves her to go be angsty about it. Um, what I thought was funny about that moment was, um, he was like, you're making, you are making a habit out of this, and she's like, yeah, I should sign up for the loyalty program, and then get a free call. I thought that was funny. That was good, that was good. So, back to Willow, Michael, and Diane. I think Diane only stuck around for, like, another minute. Um, so she, she leaves, because they're done with trial prep, and Michael does this awkward segue of, um, the only way you could be a better advocate for Wiley is if you marry me. Like, he's kind of testing the waters because they haven't revisited this conversation yet. I was really hoping they wouldn't. I don't like it or support it. I think it's stupid. Yeah, all we because, know. Uh, it just sets it up so perfectly for Nell's lawyer to tee up, like, you just got married yesterday. Like, it, this isn't a real marriage. It's so stupid. Cool. So, um... So then Nell asks Julian to be a character witness, which is hilarious because, again, first she asked Nell, who literally kidnapped a child not that long ago, and now she's asked Julian, who's, like, a former mob boss, and people, you know, know that. So yeah. she's, she's, she's really bottom of the barrel. Scraping the bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. What I found odd about that, mm -hmm. and maybe you can explain a dynamic to me that I'm forgetting, she's bartering time with the baby. Correct. And this is Julian's former adopted grandchild. Correct. So I understand everyone loves the baby, and especially the people who thought they had a, one relationship with the baby and then that changed. Mm -hmm. But he is, like, is, is, that, is that a leverage piece for Julian? I don't think so. It seemed to be. I mean, he didn't agree, but he clearly st still cares about the baby. It was his grandson. I know, but, and, and but. like, he, where he gets to the place of, I care about the baby, that's why I'm not going to be a character witness for right. you. But what a stretch of, like, time, yeah. relationship with the child. You'll be his former adopted step, you Okay, know. you can, stop with the adopted. Like, I mean, so, Lucas and Brad were his parents. Julian was his grandfather. Like, I... I Just, it, it makes it such a tenuous... Yeah, but anyone Former closer to Wiley doesn't give a shit about helping Nell. I mean, even Julian didn't. She's again scraping the bottom of the barrel. I just think I just think it's a very, very well, Nell has no other options. It's right. just a weird person. She gets another option at the end of the episode, but we'll get to that. Yes. But at this point, she's she's grasping at straws. Yes. It's just a very loose connection and a very odd person to ask. For yeah. Help. 
And then he gets a phone call. We find out later from Brooklyn, and he leaves, and Chase arrives, and now, like, tries to flirt with him, which was just hilarious. She, like, brings him a drink, which he declines, because she has murdered and attempted to murder two fiancés, or I guess she, I don't know what she and Michael's status were when she, like, left him for dead, but not a good track record. So he declines the drink. She sits down at his table anyway. Um, then we go to Willow and Michael and they keep kind of talking through this. Um, so her situation has changed. We get another flashback to her walking in on Chase and Sasha. Willow says she's still in love with Chase, and she asks if Michael can marry a woman who will never love him. She doesn't, she's like, I don't even know if I'm capable of loving someone again after Chase. And I was like, oh, honey. Yeah, it yeah. Very, it's very sweet, but I'm like, you're young, you, you have this foundation of friendship and trust and respect and honesty that they spend the entire episode talking about. Like, I'm with Sasha. They're going to be in love within, like, the year. No. I, just saying. Anyway, um, Michael's like, yes, because you love my son, because they're both such selfless humans. Um, and then he points out, so she's saying, you know, before I agree to this, like, just know, right, that I'm still in love with Chase. And he says, before you agree to this, just know you're marrying into both the Quartermain and the Corinthos families, and your life is going to be very different. I thought that was, <laughs> I could not stop laughing at that, that, the way he said that, because what he, the way he phrased it was... You're, these these families have a lot of secrets and traditions and rituals. And I was he like, didn't say rituals, but like, it was so funny. I just kept thinking of that that movie that you like, like, uh, like what is it? Called? It's called like Ready or Not. It's where they they. <laughs> what's, it, what's it called? No, I think that's it. Ready or Not, where where like the woman marries into this like super rich family with a storied history and all these secrets, and then they have to play like this weird game where someone gets murdered when she marries into the family, that's 100% when I started picturing. Oh, um, no. Because I know, like... Michael wouldn't do that to Willow. That's I know, but that's all I could think of. Um, and, I mean, the quarter remains and the Corinthos families having secrets is one thing. Everyone has a secret, though, uh, on, in, in this show. So any family she marries into would have a deep, dark secret of some kind. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, so then we get the reveal that it was Brooke Lynn who called Julian because he bails her out of jail, which I forgot in the moment, like when I was watching the episode, I had totally forgotten why they ever had any interaction. Oh, she reminds us later. What did she call it a couple episodes ago? It was like, we're... Like, when she was explaining to Dustin how they were connected, she was like, we're... Something relations, because... Oh, shirt sleeve? Shirt sleeve, shirt tail relations, yeah. Because we're connected in these ways, even though we're not related. Right. And I was like, okay, we're just gonna... Gonna double down on that. Right, right, right. He's the... He's the father of her stepbrother. Yeah. But that's not why she called him. Correct. Which she gets to in a little bit later. Um, okay. Then we get, oh, we go back to Michael and Will, and we get the sweetest flashback sequence to their, the history of, like, their friendship, which you had never seen before. I had not. And seeing, seeing not only their friendship, but they were friends at a time when Michael was 
Wiley's godfather because of how he's related to Lucas. Yeah. Through someone. You know this. I know, I know, I know this. He's related to Lucas. Uh huh. Through his sister Lulu? No, his sister's not Lulu. None, none of the humans in question are siblings of Lulu, no. Just tell me. I don't remember. <laughs> so, Michael's mother, Carly, is Lucas's sister. Oh, right, because she's, she's Bobby Spencer's daughter. Yes. I forget, because her name's not Spencer. It is not. Okay. So, Michael is Lucas's nephew, mm-hmm. and then Wiley was Michael's godson. Yeah. Um, but, so that period of time where Michael was taking care of his godson, who he loved very much, and um, Willow was a friend of his that he met in the support group. Now, did Willow know Wiley was her son throughout all this time and was keeping it a secret to keep him safe, right? Yes. Not when she very first met Michael. She, she didn't know that Michael was connected to Wiley mm-hmm. when they first met. She didn't, like, befriend him with nefarious, underhanded purposes. She found out later. That's, I think, why... I think in one of those clips she walks into, I think, Charlie's and sees Michael and Wiley together. Michael's like, did I upset you? Are you okay? And it's because she saw Michael holding her son, who she, who she thought was her son, and she didn't, she hadn't known about the connection there. Right, right. They're, um, they have a lovely friendship. They do. And they, they were really hitting, like, trust, honesty, respect, integrity. Just, they have such a strong foundation of friendship. Not dissimilar to Jason and Sam back in the day, just saying, who we just talked about a couple episodes ago. I know you're not on board, but I'm just like, I'm used to the ride. I know. So it's not that I don't like Willow and Chase together. It's not that I don't think this is, you know, a stupid plan, but you know, I see the writing on the wall and I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. So back to Nell and Chase. And he he just goes, yeah, no one should ever accept a beverage from you without having a toxicologist look at it first, which I thought was hilarious. Then there was some very awkward Nell and Chase flashbacks. She goes, oh yeah, we're old friends. And then it cuts to her like jumping him in what looked like a crappy motel room with very seedy lighting. I thought it was a different actor at first from the way it was lit. It didn't look like him. I mean, maybe it was a long long time ago. Yeah, no, it was definitely him. Yeah, yeah, I thought later on, but like, yeah, the way it was lit was very odd. It's very weird. Um, And then he says, because this is great, we've talked about this repeatedly, how like kind of delusional she is. And he goes, how did you become more delusional? Um, Because I think she might have been talking about soul custody again or something, something she wanted. He goes, I honestly thought you'd have hit some sort of threshold by now. And then, okay, so we were just talking about how... You know, Will, if Willow marries Michael, I was like, oh my god, it would be so funny if Nell married Chase. And you were like, no, no, no. And then she goes, I get what I want. If I want you, I'll get you. Anyone who underestimates me is delusional. And I'm not saying it's gonna happen. It's, it's probably not. I just think it, w- it would be really funny. And then to have that scene follow right after we had, like, talked about that, I was just like, oh, come on, Nell. Do this for me, please. So, so... Now we have an interesting, um, like, interesting potential sham marriages. So we have Nicholas and Ava at the forefront with an awful sham marriage. Yes. We're going to have Willow and Michael in a a sweet, trusting sham marriage. And then your theory is that 
Nell and Chase will have another horrible sham marriage. I hesitate to call it a theory. Um, he's not the one she has leverage on right now, but I just think it would be really funny. Not for him. I mean, he would be very upset. It would be tragic, but it would be hilarious. Okay. So then Finn calls Chase. Chase tells him he's at the pier. That was kind of it. Brooklyn shows up at Charlie's after having been bailed out because I guess she doesn't want to go home and, like, face her family. And Julian's like, we're closed, but then pours a drink anyway. Um, then we get Chase angstily staring out on the pier. Um, and then he just flashes back to, like, some early relationship stuff with him and Willow, which is really nice because it wasn't just them talking about the wine guy for, like, ever, which I feel like has been a lot of their flashbacks. They, You know, the, the guy who gives them, like, their wine of the month or whatever it is. Um, but it was, like, really sweet, like, all the way back to when they met and then their first date when he brings her back to her, to his place for dinner and she freaks out and leaves which I feel like was really valid um and then all the way through some milestones like I think the first time they say I love you and things like that it was a really all the flashbacks were very thematic they were all in the same um type of flashback they all kind of fit the emotional beats of the characters in the episode it was all very consistent this time sometimes they're yeah. all over the place I agree, yeah. They were they were really, I think, solid flashbacks this episode. Um, and then Finn shows up at the pier with a six-pack. Um, Willow and Michael had another really sweet scene. I mean, they're, all their scenes this episode were very sweet. Um, Willow says that she knows Michael will always treat her with the respect that she never had. And then she kind of hesitates, and then she goes, until I met you. Because she had you know, been in the cult and obviously not treated well and then, like, escaped from the cult. And then Michael was, like, her first real friend. And he was always so good to her. And then we get really sweet flashbacks because Michael then says how much, like, how she's always been there for Wiley and then, by extension, for him. And so we get more Michael and Will flashbacks, but specifically featuring them in Wiley, which was just precious. Um, And then... So Finn is now at the pier with Chase, and then I was so right, but that scene from the other day, Finn says, oh yeah, so um, I, uh, Willow probably thinks it's a family trait that they're like jerks or whatever, and Chase is like, what did you say to her? And Finn's like, well, I thought you told her the truth, I thought you took my advice. <laughs> so I think she now thinks I'm okay with you having cheated on her, and Finn, uh, I mean, Chase is just like, are you kidding me? Just leave it alone. And then they kind of talk around it for a minute, and Chase continues to be angsty, and Finn is like, you're a moron. Um, And Chase just goes, like, it doesn't matter how badly I feel. Like, I could be happy with her for the rest of my life, but she wouldn't be happy with me if Wiley was her. Yeah, that's his line for everything. I think it's stupid. I know. I also... I mean, the way Chase was talking about her in those scenes on the pier was like he was eulogizing her. Yeah! It was so creepy. Kind of not creepy and, like, he was being creepy, but, like, it was Willow was this and she never was this and I fell in love with her this moment. Which maybe tracks as he's, like, mourning the relationship. relationship, Yeah. But it was very, um, it had a very specific tone to it. Yes. Especially when he, like, drank to her he literally was like to willow blah 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 and i was like did she die yeah yeah it was definitely like a jarring tone yeah um and then brooklyn and julian of course have to spell out 
the exact leverage she has on him, which is, of course, why he had bailed her out, which is, this is what I'd forgotten, that she knows that he's the one who tampered with Brad's car and caused the accident. So there's a car accident a while back with Brad and Lucas. I remember that, and that's totally separate than Nell and Michael's car problems. Correct, correct. But that was more recent. But here's the funny thing, is when Brooklyn had come into Charlie's Pub a couple scenes ago, Julian was like, oh, we're closed, but he, like, let her stay so they could have this conversation. So it, like, the camera, like, zooms over to show that Nell has overheard them, and I could not for the life of me figure out where Nell was supposed to have been for that whole conversation. Yeah. Like, it's not like she's sitting at one of the tables. She was, like, standing. I couldn't tell if she had been, like, maybe in the bathroom was coming out of a hallway or if she was at, like, the front door. I literally couldn't tell from the camera work where she physically was. And I was like, how did they not notice her? It's very silly. It was very, very silly. Nell does, like, walk into, wander into places all the time when she's not supposed to be. Right. Um, so that car accident with Brad, I remember we talked about that because in some of the flashbacks, um, Willow had custody of... Wiley temporarily while they were custody they like hired her as like a as like a nanny or something no no at one point she had um temporary guardianship of him did she in one in some of the flashbacks and she and chase were talking about it so i don't know if that was when brad and lucas were otherwise incapacitated yeah from the car crash from the car crash um so okay so my other so we'd alluded we talked about that incident kind of in passing Uh uh-huh so why did julian tamper with brad's car in the first place i believe he was trying to prevent brad from either telling anyone about the baby switch in the first place or about julian's knowledge of the baby switch because julian knew for a long time so he was trying to kill brad to keep this a secret i think so okay i this wasn't when i was watching yeah Interesting. Yeah. I, I want, I don't, I can't also, I'm also not sure what Nell's going to do with that information. Because I, I don't know soap logic. Mm-hmm. But if it would be to um, blackmail Julian into testifying for her, that seems very um, not helpful to her case. Because like we discussed, Julian is Julian. And then I don't really know what else she could do. Okay. Do you know? I... I might know things. Like, because you know soap logic or because you read things on the internet? A little bit of both. Okay, well, don't, then don't tell me. I won't. All right, so then Chase is talking to Finn some more about, now about how he met Willow. And he, he goes on and says some really lovely things about her. But he says one of my least favorite things that any usually man says about any usually woman, which is how beautiful she looked when she was crying, which, like, fuck you that's not oh my god like it just gets so under my skin like oh she was crying but she still looks so beautiful it's like (sighs) she's having some fucking emotions she's not trying to look beautiful i don't give a shit about how pretty you think while she's you think she is while she's crying maybe not objectify her i guess like that while she's having emotions that's maybe not the right word but it just really rubs me the wrong way anyway so, sidebar. 
Um, okay, and then here's where, where Finn calls Trace a well-intentioned idiot. And then they hugged, which is really, really extra sweet because Finn is not... I know you've mostly seen him with Anna, but he's normally not very demonstrative with his affection, mm-hmm. especially with Chase. So it was very sweet that he, like, they hugged and he was like, if you need anything at all, call me. They were definitely having a moment. They also kept referring to each other as brother, which I hated, but yeah, de- definitely, they were definitely both connecting and having a moment together. Yeah, it was very sweet. I think that's more like just how Finn talks and I and I feel like Chase was like trying to reciprocate cuz yeah. from Chase it definitely felt like like he was definitely trying to like sort of mimic Finn's like speech patterns and like be sweet, but it definitely felt way more awkward coming out of his mouth. It was hilarious. Yeah. Um and then he walks away and Chase just breaks down sobbing. It's great. Poor baby. Um, so we get one more Michael Willow scene to end the episode. Um, Michael sort of pitches this as a marriage based on love for Wiley and love for each other as friends. And we get one more flashback uh, with Willow thinking back to like Chase and how much she loves him. She says, it's not the marriage that I would have imagined. And Michael says, I have faith we can make it work. And Willow agrees. And, uh, and the funniest, no. funniest thing was she says, I would love to be a part of, of that, meaning, like, Wiley having two parents and a safe and stable home and all this. And you were like, yes, yes, she's going to say no. And then she goes, so yes, I'll do it. It was so set up. Oh, I'm so mad because it sounded like she was going to say, I would love to be a part of that, but it wouldn't be real. Or, like, it wouldn't be two parents who truly love each other. I thought I was so sure that was going to be that inflection in her voice. And then, but then she said yes. So, uh, uh, it's how, and, and then I kind of uh, teased you a little bit, because you're still not used to how soaps work. But, like, like I, I knew as soon as they pitched the idea, I knew Michael and Willow were getting married. But, but if they do it the night before they go to this hearing. It's a soap opera. I Willow, know. Not Willow. Nell and her lawyer didn't even begin preparing for the hearing till the day before. Well, Diane also told Michael and Willow, like, yeah, I have these surprises I'm planning, or this, like, I have I have a, a secret, I have a, you know, some cards I'm going to play tomorrow, but didn't tell them what it was. I'm like, how do you go into this so unprepared? Because drama, secrets, reveals. <sighs> so much drama. It's going to be great. Okay. So, uh-huh. I hate that. <laughs> um... Also, like, they're talking a lot about having people who care for Wiley, but they don't need this to win the case. And she would still love Wiley even if she's not married to Michael. It's dumb. It is. It is dumb. I will say there are marriages based on way worse things than mutual love and respect and love for the child in question. Um, In... General Hospital, and also in real life. So, I mean, they're entering into this with very level heads, a lot of trust and respect for each other. They care about each other. They care about Wiley. Look, I'm not saying that I think it's necessarily the right move, but it could be a lot stupider and a lot worse than it is. No, no, I hate it. I know. Um, But, okay, so I have some thoughts about now. Please. Because I thought it was very... I feel like Julian at one point even was, like, trying to help her a little bit. Not really. But, like, at one point, he said, you keep saying sole custody. And she's like, yeah, it's a lock. And he's like, well, what if it's not? And she's like, it just is. 
So, like, she uh, needs to get a handle on reality because that's pretty intensely... She's kind of showing her hand how, like, desperate she is, I feel like. Um, So, yeah, I'm not really sure what her next move is. I just... I don't understand... She's so cartoonish at this point that it's hard to, like, figure out what's going on. Yeah. So, this is a thing in, like, you know, movies in primetime, too. Sometimes a villain or or, or a protagonist um, just has, like, plot armor. And and Nell just has plot armor. Like, she, I mean, she is straight-up delusional, but they wouldn't all be trying this hard to stop her if... She wasn't either legitimately capable of something, or if the writers don't have something up their sleeves. Like, in the real world, yeah, no one in the right minds would let her near that baby, but it's a soul. Is the next episode going to be the court hearing, the custody hearing? Because, like, this has literally been the big, the big plot since we started watching, and it's been so long, and I need it to happen. I know. Don't look at the episode descriptions. I know. Or the thumbnails or anything. Rude. Um, oh, oh, I was just going to point out. So, a, a while back, so Franco's mom, not to get too off track, her name was Heather Weber. We've mentioned her, like, once. Um, she was, like, in and out of a psychiatric hospital for, like, the criminally, you know, whatever. She was, like, m- more cartoonish than Nell. Okay. I think, if you can believe it. And... She was, like, constantly breaking in and out of there to do, like, evil, nefarious things. And I would just be losing my shit every single time because I was like, why? She had, like, henchmen helping her in and out. And I was like, like, I think they maybe worked there. And they never once explained why they were helping her, how she could possibly have been paying them because she didn't have any money. Like, she just, she just had henchmen. Because the plot required it, and they never, never explained it. So, I mean, Nell could have just, I don't even know what, up her sleeves. And it's just, the trial's going to be a shit show, and I'm so excited. Well, it sounds like her two options are Nina and Julian. Yeah. So, like, it's really all she's got, and... I mean... And like, her lawyer doesn't believe in her at all. Yes, like that's, which is kind of amazing. That was one of my favorite moments, that I think. That was a great scene. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. But, you know, you're... you're you've, you've just got to learn a little bit. Like, how just how internal soap logic works. I'm, I'm very sorry that you're disappointed that Willow agreed. I'm very, very sad. I don't think they'll actually get married, though. It's cute. That's so cute. You're adorable. I hate it. The end? I hate it. The end. You can find Generally Not at a Hospital almost anywhere you listen to podcasts and on Tumblr and Twitter under the name GH Musings. Come say hi. The thing that surprised me the most was when it cut to the hospital scene, I was like, oh, there's a hospital, there's an actual hospital in this, which sounds dumb, (laughs) but I'd never thought about what the title was for.